there's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Have you been thinking of becoming a Saints Happy Hour patron? We have an offer you can't refuse. Sign up, and if you don't think Saints Happy Hour is the best daily Saints podcast and you aren't having a blast chatting on our private Discord channel with other Saints fans, we will refund your money. No questions asked. If you sign up at the $10 level, you can even keep our Boost Bundle welcome gift after the refund. You have absolutely nothing to lose, so go to saintshappyhour.com and sign up today. Podcast ads are the worst, right? Everyone hates them. You can get Saints Happy Hour ad-free by becoming a patron. That's right. Patrons get access to every show ad-free. No ads ever. You also get breaking Saints news podcast, Saints player grades, early access to shows, and behind-the-scenes access. Plus, you get access to our Discord channel where you can talk Saints 24-7 in private with other Saints Happy Hour listeners. And you get our world-famous booze bundle with four swag items. Amazing. So sign up and never have to suffer through another ad again. Go to SaintsHappyHour.com. That's SaintsHappyHour.com and sign up today. G'day, it's Stevic from 12 Ninja here. And look, if you like American football, you should check out Saints Happy Hour podcast. I personally know all about American football, other than it's a bunch of massive blokes wearing spandex, shoulder pads and helmets, running around with a throwing a football. In Australia, you don't throw footballs. You punch it or you kick it. And there's um, no protection. They're all naked. And there's sharks and crocodiles fired out of cannons onto the field and we all stand around and drink blood watching it but if American football's your thing you know what to do Saints Happy Hour podcast stick it in your ear hole alright everybody welcome to another edition of Saints Happy Hour podcast it's that time where we do the post game show on Twitter spaces uh Please support our podcast in the dark times with the Saints, like they're an atrocity. But support Saints Happy Hour. Become a patron. You're going to need the jokes. You're going to need the laughs. Uh, we got 10 more weeks of this. So support the show. We give you a booze bundle. We give you swag. You get the private Discord. Please support the show. We need you now more than ever, just as much as you need us. All right. The New Orleans Saints, I'll give them this. They were creative in how they lost this game tonight. I don't think I've ever seen the the Saints do the double pick six back-to-back times. The game, it was 14-14. They were kind of driving, and you were like, eh, they'll score, get to halftime, 17-14, 21-14 maybe. And the roof fell in in 102 seconds, and that was a wrap. Um, the only thing that was funny about the double pick sixes, and I wish he was here, uh, Andrew, of course, is texting me during the game, but he's like 45 seconds ahead of me. So he's texting me. 
I hate Marcus Calloway. I hate this team. This is awful. And I was like, what? What are you talking about? I see the pick six. He texts me again. This is an atrocity. This is terrible. I am sad. I'm like, what? what's going on? Another pick six that he didn't warn me about. So that was funny. Andrew was like the grim reaper from the future. <laughs> uh, texting me. Uh, and so that was funny. But listen, the Saints, they suck. They're going to suck. They're going to find new creative way to lose. Arizona has been horrible on offense. Horrible on offense all year. They had 326 yards of total offense. They ran for 137 yards they ran the ball 29 times for 4.7 yards of carry. I know that's skewed by a little bit by Kyle Murray, but I don't give a, I don't give a, I don't give a shit that's skewed by Kyle Murray. Like, I see the effort, man. I see the lack of talent tackling. Like, listen, I know a lot of you are new to the Saints being an atrocity. Uh, and and Andrew's joining us. I think I Andrew, I just got you there. I was telling people how. You were the Grim Reaper tweeting the Saints' horrible future to me play by play, and it was it was awful. But thank you for that. Yeah, look, I, I can't help it if your uh, connection is, is delayed. <laughs> you know, you, you're, you're dealing with inferior technology. I don't know what to tell you. Andrew, they're an atrocity. They are not a good football team. They're going to do this the rest of the year. The thing is, though... I started to see the air go out of the balloon in the Saints in the second half, the effort, and I think it's going to wane. I think it's going to get worse. I think we're going to look back at the beginning of this year maybe and be like, man, remember when the games were close? Like, today, like Arizona was a get-right game. It's I know they're beat up on defense, Andrew, but my God. Like, they can't tackle – uh, we can talk about quarterback. We can talk about whatever you want. I mean, where do you want to start? Well, I, I mean, I guess I'll start by saying that um, it's hard for me to take that game too seriously when you consider the number of guys that are out. And, you know, Andy Dalton even, who was starting at quarterback, was dealing with the back issue this week. And, and I, I just think asking these guys, I mean, we've talked about this before, but and, and I, I would argue this for the Cardinals too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that this is on both sides. Just like the quality of the football game really diminishes when you you ask these guys to play on four days rest, and and especially for the Saints who are having to travel to the West Coast, like it's just it's a big ask. Like you've already sent them to London; they haven't had a bye week yet. I mean, it's it's just it's pretty brutal. So you know, like it's hard for me to take this game too seriously, honestly. And and Hopkins comes back, and Lattimore isn't there to guard him. Adebo can't go, you know, he, cause he's mm-hmm. still dealing with his ankle. And then Roby, uh, gets injured on what, like the second drive of the game. So like, I mean, you can't make this up. Like it's, it's yeah. At this point you're, you're playing Chris Harris. Who's never mm-hmm. been on the saints and was added, you know, a couple weeks ago, you're starting him. You're starting Alante Taylor, a rookie who's just getting back from injury himself. Uh, you're forced to play Justin Evans in the slot. He's a safety. So, 
you know, it's a total skeleton crew out there. You don't even have PJ Williams who probably <laughs> would be the prime candidate to be the That's slot right. guy, you know? So, I mean, it's hard for me, like, it's hard for me to be mad. Like, of course they can't stop Hopkins. Of course this was Kyler <laughs> Murray's right. get right game. Like wh- how else was that going to go when you consider all the injuries they've had and how many guys are out and like a Thursday night football did the Saints no favors. So, but look like, I guess my biggest takeaway of all this is that at the end of the day, the Saints lost by eight points, and they had three turnovers, and the Cardinals had none. I got some breaking so, news, Andrew. So I, I got some breaking news. Christian McCaffrey is a 49er. Yeah, I saw that. I Not saw that anybody that. cares. So, you know, uh, congrats but, to them, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it makes the Carolina loss even more annoying. It does. But, but uh, you know – at the end of the day, for me, look, three turnovers, the Saints gave the game away. And, and that's what they've been doing kind of all season. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so there's nothing much else left to say. Like, you can talk about Thursday night. You can talk about – at this time it was Andy Dalton. You know, Cal, one of those interceptions is on Callaway, clearly. But but two of them were just bad decisions, bad throws. And so mm-hmm. you know, that, that's what we can – a fair is fair. Like, that's what we complain about Jameis Winston for. And the whole reason we were clamoring for Andy Dalton to play in these games is that he was safe with the football. He wasn't making mistakes. He wasn't losing them the game. Well, guess what? He lost them the game today because they lost by eight and they were negative three in the turnover margin. So, like, honestly, both of these teams are bad. We saw that clearly. And despite not being able to stop Hopkins and the secondary being a disaster, the Saints could have easily won this game. They were moving the ball on offense. They had they 500 effective. yards offense. 500. Yeah, like, and I know well, I a lot of it was Chase. but patting the stats late. But I just, just like offensively, they were moving the ball. Like this game could have gone either way if you just don't give it away. And the they Saints gave the it away. They were moving the ball at will, Andrew. I mean, dudes were wide open all the time. I mean, your UDFA son had a beautiful touchdown to start. I mean, the Saints did on offense through Are you ready the to air. Concede, by the way, wait, yeah, I'm going to concede. I, I, I'm talking to my lawyers. We don't think we have the vote. We don't think we have the votes. Um, but they were moving the ball at will. Like Arizona's pass defense, I told you it was the worst pass defense by advanced metric. It lived up to it. Like the Saints did whatever they wanted, but. Three turnovers and you're cooked. All right, we got a bunch of people. Let's get to them. Dylan, what you got for us? What an embarrassment. We we just got housed by Kyler Murray, who cares more about Call of Duty being released tonight <laughs> than the game that he just played. I mean, I, I just think, guys, I just think it's time. I think it's time to strip this puppy down, trade away the assets, Get a get a get a new coaching staff, and uh, do everything you can to get Caleb Williams from USC in a couple of years. I mean, you, uh, Carolina's got the right idea, and uh, I think it's time to follow suit. I mean, Andrew, we can talk about it if you want. Tear they can't really tear it down. They're like they're locked into these dudes. Like trading Michael Thomas, trading Kamara, like it detonates the cap in a way. That they're already fifty million over for twenty twenty three. That that was why they went all in for this Dylan because they're kind of locked into this group for two more years. Like, yeah, I mean, it's that, going to be a long a stretch. Like they, they, they they can trade these guys after June first, but they can't enter in free agency. And so, 
you know, there's a decision to make where when you approach free agency, which deals do you mess with? And, you know, who are you kicking down the road to get under the cap to be cap compliant to begin with? And then you've got these other guys that are on team. And then it's like, well, they, they have to stay till June 1st. I'm talking about Michael Thomas, Demario Davis, Cam Jordan, uh, Kamara, like all these contracts. Like, you've got to keep them past June 1st. And so do you trade them at that point for, for draft picks the subsequent year? Or do you just try to win one more year with them and then eject after that? So I don't know, man. Like, they're two and five. We're seven games into the season. Like, to me, I, I, just, I just don't want to talk about that yet. And, and it's not that, like, it's not an appropriate conversation. But as a Saints fan, I'm just not ready to go there. We got – we got you know, there's, there's, still, there's still a lot of games to play. So um, bottom line for me is, like, they have 10 days off. Like, a lot of guys are going to heal. A lot of guys are going to get healthy and, like, you know, the, I, I, I mean, at this point, like at three and four, I could fool myself into thinking that there's hope. And, and but like at this point, two and five, like it's it's done. You know, and and Dylan, like we do the podcast every day. We, we'll have eight more months to talk about that when January hits. But the one thing that I will say is, you know, they're not going to fire Dennis Allen after one year. The Saints don't roll that way. But I will say this. The next 10 weeks, to me, are a referendum on Dennis Allen. Can he get him ready to play? Can they play hard? Can they win six, seven games? Do they quit? What do we see out of them? I think that, I think that matters, Andrew, because here's the thing. We, when they hired Dennis Allen, I like the hire. I thought it was decent. I'm not. I wasn't a B enemy guy. Whatever. I, I thought Dennis Allen was fine. It was fine. They wanted to continue what they had built, and they thought they could keep winning. But here's the thing: he's two and five. He won eight games with the Raiders. Now, you can look at it and be like, he might be a bad coach. He probably is a bad coach. But if the Saints aren't going to play hard for him and care and give a damn for these next ten weeks, then to me. You're in a real crisis, and I, I I think they'll continue to play hard, but it's look. I mean, they look bleak. They do the same thing every week. The turnovers. They didn't have too many penalties today. They did have a few, but like the tackling, like it's just it's all bad, Dylan. It's all bad. Yeah, it feels like he's not a good coach, Ralph. And you know, I want to challenge your assertion that he won't get fired after a year. I I, I think the wheels would really have to come off. For him to be one and done, but if they're four and thirteen or worse, and what you describe where the wheels kind of come off and they're they're not playing for yeah. him anymore, and I mean, look, the Pelicans fired Stan Van Gundy after a year. Yeah, is it is it really that far out of the box for Mickey Loomis to do it again this time with the Saints? Like, I mean, I'm sure he was involved in those discussions about firing Stan Van Gundy. So, I I just think. I don't think it's impossible that Dennis Allen would be one and done. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think it's likely. I think he gets at least two years. But I, I would just challenge that and say, I'm not 100%. If it keeps going this way. what is like Because they're poorly coached. That's the thing. Like These mistakes, they're not correcting them. They're, they continue to beat themselves. Like the, These teams that they're playing aren't any good. They're not beating the Saints. <laughs> They're not. The Arizona Saints, is not. Arizona is awful. They the are biggest all, they, opponent each week. Ralph is themselves. 
That's right. It, here's the thing. What's the line, Andrew? What's the tripwire line where you're like, Dennis Allen, he might be one and done. Like, what's the what's the line he's got to cross to get, to be like he's safe? I don't know. I mean, again, like that that just feels like a premature conversation. Yeah. I mean, I, I know like everyone wants to be like it's two, they're two and five. Like, let's burn it all down. But like, we're seven games in the regime with a new coach. Like, and were, were we saying that about? Any other coach in Saints history when they were two and five in their first year? I just I think it's unfair. I you think know, it's unfair uh, to say Dylan. That. Like, I will say I this: know, I know there's all this baggage about expectations for this season, and I know there's a bunch of baggage about how Dennis Allen did in, with the Raiders. But like, I can I just know Mickey Loomis is not looking at it that way. Yeah, D- I, Dylan. Thanks for joining us. Uh, I want to go to Butteridge, but the one thing I will say, Andrew, you asked: Has there ever been a point where a, a, a Saints coach was two and five? And uh, people were calling for his head. And I will say, in 1997, Ditka they lost in Atlanta. I'm looking up the uh, I'm looking up the 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 week that it was, and Ditka they lost. It's a, it's exactly this. They lost to Atlanta, and they were two and five, and they lost 17 to 23. And Ditka was despondent after the game and was like, I don't know if I'm the man for this job, this team. I can't reach them. We're terrible. We stay, keep doing the same shit over and over and over again. And Pete Finney, the next day, was like, fire Ditka. If he doesn't think he's the man for the job seven games in, get rid of him. And everybody was like, oh, my God, Peter Finney, the nicest guy in the world, just called for Ditka to leave and get fired. So it has happened. It's rare, though. So – uh, but maybe, you know, Bud Rich, what you got for us? Yeah, I, we need to fucking call out the fucking defensive line this fucking time because you said it in your pregame podcast that, you know, if David Onyemata can't fucking deliver on these backup interior offensive linemen, he's fucking cooked. And that's what happened. That guy cooked. He's fucking cooked. That's this right. entire, the entire interior defense line, I'll give a slight pass to passing, you know, and granting because they had, well, not really Grandison, but Passino, he had a couple good plays when he came out there. He actually looked like he existed for once. But the entire interior defensive line is fucking invisible. Now, the safeties we're kind of stuck with for right now. We can improve the depth a little, but the starters, Tyran and May, we're stuck with him for at least another year. But interior defensive line, we can – I want that shit overhaul. I don't want Ayamada back. Get rid of streets. I guess keep Roach. I guess keep Tuttle just for the means, but – that that particular area of the field needs to get fucking rebuilt and re, and reloaded. Well, I'll say this: some Davin, Davenport, you probably want to walk away from him, but he's going to cost you. Eight, it's it's an eight million dollar cap hit, either way. Who? Davenport. They added well, vo- they added void yeah. years. He he counts. Davenport eight. had two boneheaded moments, like in, in <laughs> Kyler Murray's big runs, he broke contain and let Murray have a have a crease. He thought he could. Make a play on him, but he forget. I think he just keeps forgetting that. Oh yeah, Colin Murray's kind of fast, and he can, you know, outrun me. Maybe I should, you know, play contain instead of just trying to spearhead him. Mm-hmm. You know, Andrew, and and thanks, Butteridge, for for the for the call. You know, Andrew, I think the Saints they did a lot of things wrong this offseason. We can get into it, but one thing I think they did wrong is they got arrogant 
having Ryan Nielsen. And we had always wondered, going into last year, remember when Onyemata was suspended for six weeks? I was. I was like, their defensive tackles suck. How are they going to continue to stop the run and get push? And they did it last year without Onyemata. And Onyemata came back and he wasn't any good. Onyemata, by the way, get back on the juice. When you were on the juice, you were good. Get back on the juice. But I think they got arrogant. And they were like, we can have Tuttle and... We, we can have Roach, and we can be okay on the defensive line and in the interior. Ryan Nielsen will figure it out. He always figures it out. And they suck on the defensive line. Like, their defensive line, it sucks. And that was the engine that drove their defensive line, their defense last year, especially at the end of the year. You could talk about CD being gone and all that. The thing that drove them, the, the reason they kicked Tom Brady's ass and shut him out 9 nothing is because their defensive line destroyed Tampa. And their defensive line now, it sucks. Yep, it and sucks. Not- the Saints suck. I mean, and, and again, to harp on injuries, but like, what else are they supposed to do? Like, the defensive line is disappointing, but like, where is Michael Thomas, man? What is going on with his toe? Why? I mean, he hasn't played in three years. Dude, the where running back Michael for Thomas? Washington got shot. In August, and he only missed four weeks. <laughs> Michael Thomas, they keep saying he's going to be my back. God, you had to go there. Jeez. I shouldn't. Have. I mean, when you put it that way, my God. I'm sorry, but I, I shouldn't have gone there. But but here's the thing. No, like, but I mean, it's just a good point. Like that makes me want to cry. I, uh, but no, I mean, like my no Michael Thomas, no Troutman, no Pete, no Landry, no Jameis, no Lattimore, no Adebo. Roby gets injured. I mean, it's comical, Ralph. It's, it, it's, I mean, who do they have left in the second? They don't. And this is, but here's the thing this is how, this is how three win seasons happen. You get a bad coach, you get massive injuries, you get bad luck. I mean, this is how it happens. Scott Prather, Scott Prather, uh, friend of the program. Uh, what's going on, my friend? Well, Um, uh, you know, uh, Jude just saying it's comical. I'm just, I'm trying to laugh, but Jesus Christ, man. I mean, good Lord. I I, look, if I had Bezos money, I'd gladly pay $8 million to not have to look at Davenport again. I don't want to see another freaking article about what Marcus Davenport can be or the disruptor that he is that uh, you, you spend two first rounders on him, a first round on Peyton Turner, and they're giving you goose eggs and donuts every week That's when right. they're even when they're playing. And, and Andrew's right. I mean, Michael Thomas, I mean, like I'm a type one diabetic and I got a better immune system than that guy. Like he, he cannot <laughs> heal at all. And I, I know that, you know, if the saints continue to struggle and, you know, no first round pick unless Peyton goes somewhere, but then it won't be their own. And that's a big if and all this other stuff you, you try like outside of December 18th, when I can root like hell for them to beat Atlanta. I, I want something other than that this season to really root hard for me. Yes, I'm going to watch the Saints on Sunday and root for them, but like I'm starting to just develop calluses. So I don't. Well, there's nothing you can't, you can't, we can't even have the, should, like, we, I, I, they don't have a pick. So you can't even root for them to tank. Right. Right, so I just I, I'm just I'm hoping they beat Atlanta, and if it's the only game they win the rest of the season, so be it. Now they're gonna probably win more than that, but I'm just I'm I'm grasping for something right now. I mean, and as the, far as like Dennis Allen and like whether or not 
see a couple things to consider because I was, you know, when I when I requested to speak, it was before Juice made the point about Van Gundy. I think you know David Griffin kind of had the say in that, and he he realized, yeah. look, I made a mistake, and Gail Benson trusted him and put the money forth. Can Loomis do that? Because you're right, Ralph. The Saints don't typically do that. But, like, Tom Benson's not around anymore. And they had Sean Payton for so long. They mm-hmm. haven't really – like, this is a – this could be different. I know Mickey Loomis has been there, shoot, you know, about as long as Gail's been around. But point is, Longer. like, is he – can he – does he have the gall to just sack up and be like, yeah, maybe not. And, I, and I, don't, I don't think it's time to do it right now. I think we need to see how the season plays out. But – why was Van Gundy fired? It wasn't just a record. It was that every player in that locker room was miserable. They were miserable. Like, they hated playing for that man. And when you lose the locker room, you lose the culture. We figured, man, the Saints, yeah, you, you go with continuity. You keep Allen. You've got these great leaders that have been in the locker room a long time. And look at Cam Jordan and, and Ramchek and Kamara and all these guys. It's going to be good. And Jameis is going to have a good season. And, you know, all, all the things mm-hmm. you're optimistic about. And right now, I mean, what what's going to happen if they lose another couple of games? It, it, can he keep the – if they're playing like sloppy as hell and even worse in week 13 and 14 than they are right now, that means he's either A, lost the locker room, B, is just a terrible coach that can't improve a team, or C, both of those things. So I, I don't think you're at a point right now, seven weeks into his you know first tenure as head coach with the Saints – I don't think it's time to pull the trigger yet, but I do think follow this locker room, the culture, the body language, all those things. Because if you watch, look, I watched the Pelicans. I, you could tell they just hated Van Gundy. Some tried to pass it off as well as the COVID season and people aren't around. Nope. No, they hated that they, dude. They and, tuned him. Who and, was and the dude? Really who was the dude I mean, that didn't he, listen at the end of know. the game? And and like the dude, the dude for the Knicks hit the three pointer, and he wasn't even right. listening in the huddle. Oh, Eric Bless, Eric. Jesus Christ. I mean, I, I didn't want to think of him tonight, but you know what? It's, <laughs> it, 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 I, that's, I don't have much left, Ralph. I'm just right now, I'm just looking to December 18th. It'd be great to beat the Falcons. I could, I could hang yeah, my head right. on that for like an entire offseason. But, but guys, you and Juge, my last question to y'all and anyone else on this thing give me, give me some other reasons to try to look forward to watching this team each week because I'm going to watch every game start to finish. I, I mean, but I'm having trouble looking forward to, to, I, to doing it. Well, I'll tell you what, Scott. Thanks, Scott. Rashid Shahid has two touches on offense, (laughs) and they're both both touchdowns. So he's still batting 100%. Every time he touches the ball, he scores, at least from scrimmage. So uh, I don't know. Maybe give him, like, 30 touches next week. He he really should have three touchdowns and three touches because Dalton missed him last week. Did you know there is a great and easy way to support Saints Happy Hour? Even if you aren't a patron, Amazon Prime users can support Saints Happy Hour for free. Just click on the text in this episode's description that says instructions on how Amazon Prime users can support the show. It will only take you three minutes, and the best part is it doesn't cost you anything. You just do a couple of clicks, and you give us $3 of Jeff Bezos' money. So go do it right now. And remember to do it every month. So if you haven't done it yet this month, go do it. And thank you for supporting Saints Happy Hour. Podcast ads are the worst, right? Everyone hates them. You can get Saints Happy Hour ad-free by becoming a patron. That's right. Patrons get access to every show ad-free. No 
ads ever. You also get breaking Saints news podcast, Saints player grades, early access to shows, and behind the scenes access. Plus, you get access to our Discord channel where you can talk Saints 24-7 in private with other Saints Happy Hour listeners. And you get our world-famous booze bundle with four swag items. Amazing. So sign up and never have to suffer through another ad again. Go to SaintsHappyHour.com. That's SaintsHappyHour.com and sign up today. The reason to watch, I think, I know Alante Taylor struggled tonight, but I like him. I think he can do what the Saints want to do at corner. He's interesting. Olave is fantastic. It's frustrating because, Andrew, you look at what they've invested in the defensive line, and for it to be so bad, they got to go back and invest more. At least with Ruiz, yeah, he struggled for two years, but two years, but he's looking good. He's looking like a first-round pick. So you're like, okay, you, you're you're kind of set at guard. Maybe you have to do some things with Pete because he's always hurt, and he gets the, he's had the same injury back-to-back years. Um, but that's the thing, man. When you get into this place where the Saints are, you know, and and, and it's happened really at warp speed for the Saints. In like with Atlanta, where they went to the Super Bowl, choked twenty-eight to three. The next year, they came back. They went to the playoffs again, beat the Rams, right? But then they went and they went like seven and nine. They had a down year. They went seven and nine again, and I think last year they went seven and ten. So they had like a slow decline, and they kept talking themselves into it. The Saints, they should. It's fallen off a cliff, and. It, it dawned on me, Ralph, during this game that, like, the Saints are that team that we have been making fun of for the last 16, 17 years. You know, just like when I watch yep. football on Thursday night and I watch teams that look terrible and I mock them, like, that's the Saints now. We're, we're, we're there. And, you know, again, these mistakes, they, they, it's the same thing every week. And, and I'm already tired of it. But to answer, <laughs> to answer Scott's question – and, and we have been through this before. You know, I lived through Ditka, and I, you know, I saw – well, I saw a 3-13 year with Jim Mora. I suffered through that. I suffered through a 3-13 year with Mike Ditka. Both of those guys were replaced by interim coaches. And, uh, you know, 3-13 is miserable. But I think what you start to look at is a season – well, first of all, I think the Saints may go back to Jameis Winston next, next, next week. That'll be interesting to see if they go with Jameis or if they stick with Andy Dalton. Um, that I, I think that's probably the first thing to watch. Hey, let's can the offense keep humming with Jameis, or, or does it take a step? Because the offense has produced yards and points the last three weeks, so I think that would be interesting. But I think as the season progresses, when you're in this sadness loop where you're losing every week, it does become about the future, and so. You know, it's been exciting. Yeah, I'll even throw Kevin White in there who came in and made a really nice play, gained, you know, a 64-yard catch. But but Rashid Shaheed and the things he's done the last couple of weeks is exciting. And so I think if this continues, you start to play young players and you see what you have in them. And you see how they can contribute. You start to visualize, like, hey, what could this guy do in the future for the Saints? So – I don't know. Again, we're we're trying to win games right now. The Saints are two and five. I don't think we're there yet. But you reach a point where you're three and nine, and that that's why you keep watching. That's what yeah. you want to. You what, you you know what like, it is. Who, who, like put put. I mean put. I, I I'm uh, this is a shout out to Kevin Held, but like put Lucas Kroll in there at tight end. See what he's got. See yeah, what he can you'll do. see. You will we'll, we'll be excited for Trevor Penning. You know, you if you're if you're losing, you're three and nine. You're not fighting for a playoff spot. 
You say to James Hurst, hey, we're putting you back on the bench. We're playing Trevor Penning. You play Trevor Penning for five, six weeks, and you see where you're at. You know, he was dominant as a run blocker in the in preseason. You see, but he, and he got better every week, the two the, 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 the times that he played in the preseason. You could see the improvement. So that's something to look forward to. Blues, Blues fan base, what you got? Uh, you know, it's, you know, sports, I don't know about you guys, but, you know, sports are, you know, important in my life. They kind of, they kind of help motivate me through life. And, you know, today I was like, you know, it's, it's Saints game day. Let's, let's get her going. Let's, let's have a good day. I can't, I can't productive. relate to anything you're saying so far. I have no idea what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Keep going. Um, well, my point being is like, you know, I, I want to, you know, have, have a good day. I want to, you know, get productive. I, I'm moving out of my apartment soon into a new place. So I, you know, packed a bunch of stuff. Was, uh, you know, I went out, got some chicken wings, got ready for the game, wore, you know, wore my Saints stuff all day, did, run, ran some errands. And I come home and uh, and then, you know, just, this happens and it just, just leaves a sour taste in my mouth to end the day and kind of just, just sucks. And I just. Well, you know, Blues fan, it, you, you just. We had this, and thanks for joining us. We had a confidence when we had Sean Payton that, like, the Saints were going to figure it out with Drew Brees, and we had a confidence that they were going to win these kind of games. You know, I juxtapose it with I'm watching the Astros in a playoff game, Andrew, tonight, and the Astros own the fucking Yankees. They own them. They've put them out in the playoffs three times since 2015. I watched the last two games against the Yankees. I never thought for one goddamn second the Yankees are beating the Astros. Because you know why the Astros... You know what, Ralph? Like, I'm happy for you. That's great. But, like, the last thing I want to hear about... But here's the the thing, Andrew. That confidence, that belief, that hope, not only is it gone from the Saints, we watch the Saints, and I watch them, and I just wait for the calamity. I'm just like, when is it happening? When is the calamity going to happen that's going to ruin this evening? And it happens uh, I, I, every I, I, freaking I week. You, th- this time, though, the back-to-back pick sixes. It um, that that was like, and then and then you know the kickoff <laughs> return, Shahid falls down, personal foul by Dwayne Washington, and there's like 40 <laughs> seconds left, and, and and knowing that the Cardinals, who are up two touchdowns, are going to get the ball to start the third quarter, they take a knee. That's right. And like to me, like that whole sequence of two pick sixes and then that return and then taking a knee, like oh, that whole thing, like th- I'll be honest, the first thing that came to my mind, Ralph, during that sequence was Ditka. It felt like he <laughs> Schuler was our quarterback. It felt like he was throwing. He, it felt like he was handing the ball off to Lamar Smith. I felt like I was back in 1997, and I like that. That's no. the one word. That came into my brain. Ditka. Ditka. The one thing that would have made it total Ditka is if it would have been at home and Dennis Allen walking off the field when the Saints fans would have booed him if he'd have grabbed his crotch and gave him the finger, which Ditka did walking off the field against Tennessee because the Saints. At least that would have been funny. Like, yeah. you made a point earlier about Jim Moore. Like, look, if you're going to do this and you're going to play like this, like, Give me the head coach that melts down post game yeah. and loses his mind. And, and you know, you know what Dennis Allen said at halftime. I don't know if you heard this, but like they Ugh. interviewed Dennis Allen and said it was Kaylee Hartung. She's oh my like, god, it was terrible. Dennis, what, 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 what are you telling Andy Dalton? That, what adjustments should he make? And he and he goes, "Oh, you should keep playing the same way." What? Oh my god! I don't want him throwing another three. Picks. I saw. Are you kidding me? I I saw that. I poured myself another drink. 
and I just thought, I just thought, dude, you're not it. Like, you're not a head coach. You know, Dennis Allen is too much of a normal human being to be a good coach. He looks like a nice man. He looks like a person that the players like to play for him. He's a good boss. You like him. He's not a he's too much of a normal person to be a head coach. To be a great head coach in the NFL, you have to be an utter lunatic. And Dennis Allen isn't. BT we're going to BTW and then Boat Lawyer. BTW, what you got for us? Oh uh, well, half a bottle of bourbon gone and frustration all around my household right now. This is crazy. My wife's about to have a baby any minute and I'm sitting here screaming at my TV. Uh Tyron Matthew, first thing. Andrew, I'm like you. I'm a diehard LSU guy. Watching the, the fall down of Tyron Matthew it's is just it's awful, man. He's he's literally playing patty cake on the back of guys' nameplates as they pass him. He's there's no aggression. He's retired. He's I'm gonna make a prediction. This is gonna be his last year in the NFL. He's gonna retire. He might not finish his yeah, he's gonna retire. He's gonna retire season. and he's gonna the Saints are gonna like designate him for cut June first or whatever. Maybe they maybe if he retires they can get some cap space back. I don't know how that yeah. works. Yeah, um, he's bad. But he's he's, he's 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 completely he has something going on in his life. He's not – he doesn't care about football. Something has happened to him in his life. He doesn't care about football. So I'm not going to crush him too hard. It's just sad. It might be that he's a short safety that's getting older. That that might be another thing as well. You know what I mean? Like it's – unfortunately, that's the real life, you know, thing that you have to look at. But uh, the one thing I was thinking is you're looking at the secondary just getting roasted and you got the corpse of, you know, Chris Harris Jr. and – all these guys, why don't we play some of these young guys from the practice squad? If these guys can't cover, at least, at least you see what we got in the young guys. Um, and the interior, David Onyemata, you know, props to U of M. He played at the same university I played in Canada, in, in Winnipeg, Manitoba. He, again, you guys are right. He's washed. He, he can't do anything. He can't move the pocket. He can't do anything. Like, he's just he, he's just getting, getting washed every single play. So it might be time to move on from him as a starter, too. Uh, it might hurt at first, but we're not doing anything. We're losing these games regardless, so. I don't know. What do you guys think? I mean, BTW, you know, I'm, I was the president of the David Onyemata fan club. And, it, Andrew, it's weird with him because he's not old. Cam, I mean, at least with, like, Cam Jordan and Demario, if they had fallen off a cliff, or either, even Honey Badger, you're like, well, they're in the 30s. When you get in your 30s, as a football player, it goes bad, and it falls off a cliff. But Onyemata, he's not old. The only thing I can think of is he's not on the juice anymore. I don't like. I don't know. Like he, he's, he's, is invisible. Him and Davenport. Yeah. No, ever since he came back from his suspension last year, he hasn't been the same. And uh, you know, maybe he has stopped. He's afraid to get caught and get busted a second time. I don't know, man. Maybe he could be. Boat Bo, Bo lawyer, what you got for us? All right. So two things: poor tackling and poor effort is poor coaching. I mean, that's just – that's yeah. peewee, that's high school, that's college, that's pro. I don't want to beat this to death, but I do think we might get a new coaching staff last, next year because this is not like we brought in a whole new staff and paid him a bunch of money. We went on the cheap and brought back Peyton's staff without Peyton, which, okay, there's an argument for why that was the right move or not. Clearly it's not working, but – you know, we tried to ride with the same crew without the without the boss, uh, and it obviously is not working. So I do think there's a chance they just finally actually do blow it up because they really didn't blow it up. Um, you know, I would say if they hired a whole new staff and it wasn't working, I would say, yes, it's probably going to be at least two years before they do that again. 
but they just ran the whole crew back without Peyton. Um, and so I, I do see they, they gave him a tryout and he's flunked a tryout. So I kind of think we may actually see that. Um, I also, I agree that the, we're kind of stuck with a lot of the roster as it is because of cap and, and other reasons, but outside of maybe Sean, if he can get healthy and Pete Warner, I mean, nobody should be untouchable. If there's a way to trade somebody out of this roster uh, to make room for either a, a, a rookie or a practice squad player, let's see it. Because, like I said, poor tackling, poor effort, poor coaching. Yeah. So we, we got nothing to lose. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, and, and, and it sucks because the, the nerds, uh, the victory laps – they started and they'll continue like this. This is what they've been. They've been telling us that this is going to happen for years and years, right? You're Mickey Loomis, the cat math. It's all going to come due. Ha ha. Eventually. And we just laughed at them because the saints kept winning and they kept pushing it off and we kept laughing at them and it was great, but now it's all due. I don't know that I would do it any different. Like I thought they, I thought the saints were going to be really good this year and it didn't work out. And (laughs) you know, um, Andrew, the one thing in this game that was that news-wise was really interesting, like Taysom Hill, he got injured with the ribs. He cracked him again like Drew Brees and has been like loading himself up with painkillers to play. Um, so that really, to me, explains their usage with him. Like that dude is still hurting and playing through it, and that sort of explained like why the Saints don't use him more. Yep, the Saints are one big fat walking injury right now. It's, it's really, I mean, it's it, it's comical. It's comical. Freaking about um, football. Yeah. What you got? Uh, hey, at least we got the Pelicans. We do. The Pelicans are awesome. <laughs> right. Um. Damn, I was about to say so much, and it all went out of my head. But uh, anyway, uh. Yeah, DA sucks. Can uh, I, I'm willing to pay Sean Payton fifty million dollars <laughs> if he wants to come back. <laughs> like, I, I uh, yeah. So here's what, what I wanted to say. So, Sean, I, mean, like, I know you're kidding, but like, uh, just for for the benefit of everyone out there, like, Sean's not coming back. Yeah, I know. He will, he will not be the head coach of the New Orleans. Yeah. The craziest yeah. thing about tonight, and this is from David Fisher at the Bird Rights, he said. If you would have told me Andy Dalton was going to throw six touchdown passes tonight, I would have expected to be happier. But continue freaking about football. Right. Uh, yeah, no. Andy Dalton threw, I think, like four touchdown passes, and he still played, like, awful. Like, it, it's kind of... Yeah. He threw six. He threw four to the Saints and two to the Cardinals. Oh, yeah, 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 he did. Right, I forgot about that. Um, okay, so, yeah. So, here's the, here's the thing. If so, they can't move off any everyone this off season. I think it's not really until like either June first or more likely net the off the off season the next off season. Um, and my thing is, is this is like you better if you're gonna move off uh, like uh, move off their players, you better move off everyone because you can't just move off like Cam and Demario because even if it's a new head coach and you move off those guys. You're gonna lose the locker room immediately because, like, I think the locker room loves those guys. So you yeah. better be willing to blow up the entire goddamn thing. Like, I'm talking to you, like if you if you're gonna move Cam to Mario, you better be willing to move like Lattimore and uh, Camara. Well, yeah. I mean, well, I, I will say this freaking about football. Like, it's sad, man, because you, you're 
I, I hate that the Saints are wasting what's actually turning out to be a pretty good season by Cam Jordan and Demario Davis. Like they're yeah. both playing, they both got another sack each today, and like right. I think Demario's at five, which I think is a career high now, and Cam Jordan's at four and a half, and like. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I wouldn't say either of them played a great game, but like, it, it's it's sad to me that at, at this stage of their career that they're both playing pretty well, and uh, that yeah. we're just completely wasting a season of, of them playing at this level. Because like next year, maybe will be the year the wheels come off completely for them. Right. Yeah. And then, yeah, just one other, one other thing. Um, if the Saints lost and like they got forty two points and they gave up like four hundred fifty yards passing, I'd be more okay with it because that I'm gonna just say, oh, the secondary sucks because like we have no corners. Yeah, but you'd like, be like you'd be like then, Roby got carted off. You're playing Chris Harris. You're playing yeah, you, a D wouldn't play. Like, yeah. what are you gonna do? You know, yeah, Hopkins like, had- you're getting run over. Like, it, it wasn't just Kyler. Like, there were runs where like they were just like running us over, yeah. and that's just that's just sad. Yeah, and here's the here's the thing. Dennis Allen is a defensive coach, and the effort on defense sucks. And I'm going to tell you this, Andrew. I really think, and people have convinced me tonight that maybe the one and done is in play. And I still don't think one and done for Dennis Allen is in play. But I'm going to tell you something. If they come back from the mini-buy, because they played tonight, they get 10 days off. If they come back after that, and they play the Raiders, and they have guys back, they get some guys, maybe they get, maybe they get Lattimore back, maybe they get Michael Thomas back, maybe they get these guys back, they get guys back, and they play crappy, and we see the same lack of effort, I think then the one and done becomes something that you really have to start looking at and thinking about because then like the the point of it is is a head coach when you're not a CEO head coach Andrew when you're a guy that runs one side of the ball if your side of the ball sucks what happens is everybody goes why are you here like, with Sean Payton, yes, the defense for the Saints was atrocious for multiple years. Everybody knows that. But we never looked at Sean Payton and were, and was like, Sean, what do you do here exactly? What's going – like, it was always fix the defense, Sean. For God's sakes, fix the defense. But with Dennis Allen, it's fix the defense, but he runs the defense. So, I think – I think it, it – we're getting close to crisis mode. For, I mean, not not crisis mode in that the season can be lost because the season is already lost. Like they're winning a couple more games, whatever. But I think you get into crisis mode for Dennis Allen. Your job's on the line, buddy. I I think we're closer to that than I would have ever dreamed we'd be, Andrew. Seven games in. Yeah, and. Uh... You know, when I look at the Saints' defense and what, what, what's been really good for them, like, I, I'm not surprised. That the, I, I actually this, – this might be a crazy take, but, like, I actually thought the secondary did okay. I mean, the, the tackling is a calamity, but when you consider that Roby left that game and you were forced to start Chris Harris and, and Alante Taylor, mm-hmm. if I told you before the game that Debo was going to be out, Roby was going to get injured, and, like, those are your two starting corners. I mean, 
honestly, the secondary, all, all of that being considered, like, actually kind of did okay. Like, it, it wasn't as bad as I expected it would be. Um, but you know what was horrible was a run defense. And, like, dude, Arizona had 137 yards right. on the ground. Eno Benjamin, Keontae Ingram, who are these guys? And why are they running wild? <laughs> That's right. And I'll tell you why, because we can't tackle and the, the interior line it isn't doing anything. And like that was this team's calling card was stopping the run. And Dennis Allen can't get them to tackle. He can't get them to and, and, and stopping a run is all effort, man. It's all they've done it before. These are the same guys that have been the number mm-hmm. one run stopping defense over three years in the NFL. It's the same dudes. So the fact that they're not able to do it now, and I would argue that back then when they were doing this, Quan Alexander was playing linebacker. He was the worst one of the group. Yeah. They got rid of him. Pete Werner's way better at yeah. stopping the run. So, like, I, I just – to me, I, I cannot understand when you consider how many guys Arizona was missing up front. They were beaten up. Their offensive line is terrible. And they ran for 137 yards, like – that that the front seven should be embarrassed. They can't tackle. El Gunna, you go. What are your thoughts? All right, I'm trying to make this short as possible. Our coaches are terrible. Um, <laughs> I think we miss. I'm not even gonna put it on the players, man. The players already. We are missing intelligence. The Saints used to be a very intelligent team. We're missing that. Like. Yeah. It's true. Like, um, we could have easily had them down ten to three. Carter's a side team. We 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 could have crushed them earlier, put them in a position they don't want to be in. Ten to three, or we're side, run the ball, get the three. We're up. We're rolling. But no, what do we do? We throw the ball, throw a pick. Then we come out. That pick. That pick. By the way, was. Terrible. Yes, it was terrible, but it could have been prevented with in-game intelligence by the coaches. Just keep it simple, run the ball. Let's go ahead and get three. We we up a touchdown. Okay, let's roll. We doing bad ourselves. Let's get ourselves a little rhythm going. But no. Then right before the half, we could have played it smart. We already up. Let's go ahead, go to the half up. No, what do we do? <laughs> Throw the ball. We could have ran the ball. Yeah. Try to get down the field a little bit, play the smart. If it didn't work, we, we could have punted, show our defense, hey, hey we got to stop them. They could have stepped up. No. What do we do? We come, we give it to them twice. We throw the ball twice back to back. We could have been in the locker room chilling. You know, and, and kinda, the point of it is, though, <laughs> we, I disagree a little bit in the in, at the end of the half. It's like it's, when it's fourteen fourteen, you got to. I think trying to move the ball was fine because they were moving the ball up and down the field. They had five hundred yards offense. But the point that you make about playing smart is fair mm-hmm. in that we see mm-hmm. it week every after, week. Yeah, after it's crazy. Week. It's all, like I wrote in my column for Channel Four after the Cincinnati game. I said we should put it on a T-shirt. The twenty twenty two Saints. It's always freaking something. And that's what it is. It's always freaking it's dumb, something. Yeah, it's a dumb dumb football team. It, yep. the, the, Yo. You know? And I just, you know, it's, it, it's, it's so hard because, Andrew, we are just not 
And thank, thanks, Algona. We, we are just yeah. not like we've had this for 15 years of success, and we're just not used to this. It's not Halloween yet, and it's a wrap for playoffs, for being in contention, for seat. Like, it's a wrap, all of it. And we're just not used to it at all, except for maybe 2012, you know? And even 2012, they fought back. With with uh, Joe Vitt as coach, you know they had Drew Drew Brees. Drew Brees was never going to let them quit ever. So, you know it's just it's just a it's just a new it's, world. It's bad man. It's it's all bad. <laughs> um, all right, I'm going to try to get to everyone. We got a ton of requests. Yeah. So and, and we're not doing this all night. So like uh, we're going to go rapid fire here. All right. So say what you got to say and then get out. Freddie, you're up. Unmute yourself. Guys, at the end of the day, good teams find ways to win. Bad teams invent ways to lose. We are inventing ways to lose. We are the Thomas Edison of losing football. I mean, at this point, we have lost on a double doink. We have lost because we threw two pick sixes in two minutes. You cannot invent more ways to lose than we have currently invented. And I'm worried it doesn't get better from here. It, it just gets worse. It does. I agree. I uh, know it's a, it's a yeah. great point. Thank you, Freddie. Thank you. And, and, you know, look, I, I'll just say this. I'll go back to what I said at the top of the show. Yeah, no, no doubt. Bad, bad teams find ways to lose. The Saints are a bad team. And the whole reason we were excited about Andy Dalton and we were saying Andy Dalton should start is that we said he's not going to lose his games. He's going to take care of the football. And, you know, one of those, I have to say, one of those, I'm not going to blame on him unfairly because that was 100% on Callaway, an absolutely terrible play by Callaway. But the other two... They're completely on Dalton. Terrible throw. I mean, you, you can maybe say on the second one, Throckmorton is bad block. He's about to get sacked. He's trying to make something happen. But, like, he made th- bad things worse with throwing another pick. So, like, Dalton, basically all the reasons we wanted Jameis out of there, taking too much risks, throwing into double coverage, going YOLO, that's what Andy Dalton did tonight. All the things we complain about Jameis, that's what Andy Dalton just did. So, like, at this point, I don't know. I think you go back to James. Kamara's right hook. You're up. You got 30 seconds. Go. Yeah. Um, all I wanted to say, man, is, like I said, uh, I agree with everything that everybody has, has kind of come up with. But the truth is, is that it's not just defense one time and then uh, 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 offense another time. We're a bad team all around. And the outlook is very bleak. Everybody keeps talking about moving off of players. We can't move off of players. We can't move off of anybody. We're going to owe, still owe them money. We're going to take cap hits. The offense is not going to get any better. Jameis is still a huge risk, even if you put him back in. The Andy Dalton collapse was going to come eventually. He's a backup quarterback. He's been a journeyman for 12 years in the league. Well, he's been a quarterback for 12 years in the league. The Cooper Rush collapse happened. Your backup quarterback's collapse is collapse is always going to happen. That's why he's your backup quarterback and not your starter. That's right. The defense, we lost all of our depth. It's the season is over. I'm going to be honest. I never thought we were going to make the playoffs anyway. I thought that Jameis was our biggest problem, and I never thought that we were we were only. I only thought we were going to go as far as he could take us. At the end of the day, we're a bad team, and the outlook is extremely bleak. 
being without a first round pick next year, even if we do get a first round pick from Sean Payton, it could only be 15 or lower. It there's there's a very bleak outlook. Well, and listen, come as far as if you told me you could get a if they could get the 18th pick for Sean Payton, I would take it because right now, dude, I don't like I might go on vacation, I might go to like uh the Virgin Islands or something for the draft because right now it looks like Philadelphia is going to be picking top five with that pick. And that just makes yeah. me want to vomit. Well, th- thanks Camara's right hook. And yeah, I, I think, uh, look, this team right now there, there's no question they're bad. And, and I would ask this, what do they do? Well, I mean, maybe run the football. We could say like the offensive line has been pretty nice. They've created some creases for, but like mm-hmm. besides that, what what does this team do well? And I'm kind of left scratching my head. Like, I don't really have an answer. Like, e- even the plays that they make, yeah, they score some points. They move the ball. We've seen that the last three weeks. But, like, that's completely undone by dumb penalties and turnovers. So, Mitch, you're up. Unmute yourself. Just a couple things. I think the team is soft. I think um, – I know some of those guys are hurt. But T. Higgins in practice hall last week, and he played against the Saints – I think Dennis Allen, I'm not piling on him, but uh, Nick Underhill made a good point. Uh, the media is now allowed to do more stuff than they ever did when Sean Payton wasn't there. So I think everything has turned soft. Um, <laughs> That's right. That's right. Sean Payton used to make the media, like they couldn't go through hallways. They had to they go around walk hallways, and all this. Yeah, like, yeah. Dennis Allen, he's too nice. Yeah. He's too normal. So I don't yeah, know. He's too nice, the whole I, building is, is complacent. I, I yeah. think people are too comfortable. Gilligan wasn't sweating his job. They didn't even bring new yeah. punters in after yeah. that punt last week. Are you kidding yep. me? I think so, the last yeah. point is, it, I don't think I think they're a obviously a below average team. I think they can get to an average team. Here's the here's the underlining though. They were in position that Bengals game. They controlled the whole game. They kicked field goals in the red zone. Why? Because we don't have a quarterback. That is the. I mean, not everybody has a franchise quarterback, but. Let's be realistic. If you don't have a Josh Allen, a Mahomes, even a Brady, you're not going to the Super Bowl. Winston was not the answer. Yeah. Dalton is not the answer. So Watson could have been. I mean, I know the off, off the field was not good. But you go get those big fish. You go get a franchise quarterback. And yeah, and I'm, I'm, for sure all this try, I'm sure they'll try again, Mitch. It, but, like, well, right now they're 2-5. and five. What do you do the rest of the season? You want to get weird with Taysom? You want to go back to Jameis? What do you want to do? No, what I'm saying is you could have beat the Bengals with a quarterback because in the in the red zone you're going for the killer. Oh, no question. Thing, like oh, dude, Mitch, Mitch so. if they if, – Every team in the NFL wants that, yeah. Mitch, no if they – if the Saints had Dennis Allen – as coach, and they had dead arm Drew Brees at however old he is, 41, 42. If Drew Brees was like, screw it, I'm playing until I'm going to play. Tom Brady's going to retire, and I'm going to keep playing. If they had dead arm Drew Brees, they'd probably be be five and two or four and three. Like, they'd have, like, the the Tampa game, the Carolina game, tonight probably, like, they wouldn't have lost because, like, Arizona's defense is terrible. Like dead they arm probably would have lost the off. Atlanta game, though. Yeah, they it's probably would have lost that arm. Drew but uh, J- Jason, unmute yourself. You're up. All right, guys. So you know, I'm a little bit of an old head, and I'm going to go kind of use an analogy from back in the past. Remember when we had the three headed monster of Jim Miller, Jim Mora, 
and Bill oh Q. Harrick running oh the team. Oh, God. And things went in the shitter. Yeah. Well, you're seeing that with the defense. You've got essentially what amounts to three defensive coordinators. you got the head coach calling the plays yeah. Yeah. and two defensive coordinators, and you don't have that one voice. At least when Sean was head coach and ran the offense, it was one voice. It was Sean. Mm-hmm. And he was the final word. And I don't think you have that with D.A. And you have a mess on defense. Now, I'm not saying that having one voice is going to fix everything. But it's a shit show right now. Total. Total. No total. no doubt. Well summarized. Uh, thanks, Jason. Uh, we'll go to Rashid Shahid season. Uh, Filmo Toker. Uh, unmute yourself. Hello. Hello. Yeah, go. Hey, guys. So, I'm going to just straight up say uh, I'm a big DA fan as far as uh, his defensive coordinating goes. You know, he's he's done a lot for us. But I'm just curious, what's he really doing as far as the offense goes? Because, like a lot of you guys said, it, it looks it's looking soft out there. You know, like, I don't see much energy and, and, and anger coming out of him. And, and that's, that gets me, man, because... I was really rooting for DA, you know, but after seeing everything, it, I just don't feel like he's really like pushing our our players like that, you know. He's looking like you know, like, hey, it's okay, we got this next time, but he doesn't realize we don't got it next time, you know. Like we 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 went all out this year with all our picks. Yeah, no, this year, you know, so it's a, it's a great point. Like I said it before, like yeah, to thanks, be a great man. to great to be a great head coach in the NFL, you have to be a lunatic. And I remember Sean Payton, the, the yearbook from his first year in 2006, I think it was Jay Bellamy or somebody in a preseason game gave up like three completions and two drives. Sean Payton lost his freaking mind. He's like, you're playing soft. I see it. Don't tell me you're not. And like yelling at him. And it's like, it's week two of the preseason. And... Listen, everybody I just, does yeah, it. I don't think guys are – I think it's a good point. Like, I don't think guys are being held accountable, and I, I just think this – I think Dennis Allen's kind of soft. And, you know, I got a text a moment ago. Uh, I won't name you by name, but, like, uh, he, he just texted me. Like, I, I don't I, – I think Dennis Allen is a bad coach, and I don't think he can be a good coach. That, that That's that's what he, that's what was uh, texted to me, and, like, I think that's – where I think we're all starting to feel that way. Yeah. Like the the faith in his ability to turn this around and shake things up in the building is very low. And so, I mean, it's not a good place to be seven games into your coaching career with the new team. Yeah. AJ, unmute yourself. You're up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I just like, I sit there and I know earlier people were bringing up, you know, what's to be excited about every game. And like, I'm sitting there in the first quarter watching this game and I feel great because you see right. Rashid Shahid and you see the ability he has and we see what some of these young guys can do. And then we get to grind time and it happened last week with Cincinnati and we can't move the ball in effective ways. Kamara, I feel like has no space on the run. I think offensive line has struggled a bit tonight. I don't feel like he was given many holes and opportunities I don't know why he's not getting incorporated into the passing game as often. I feel like mm-hmm. that's a little bit of a miss. And so I just think like everything just seems haywire. And I think the, this is just the season of what if. This it season, was, you know, AJ it was weird though, because at 14, 14, and I think I even texted you this, Andrew, 
it was like, okay, it's 14-14. I was like, the Saints need 35 tonight to win, and I think they might get it. Like, I could see the problems on the defense with them missing dudes and just not being able to attack, and it sucks. But then it all just caved in in one foul swoop. Um, you know, Well, they, they, got, they got 34, Ralph, so that you were spot on there. <laughs> Um, AJ, thanks thanks for uh, chiming in, man. And sorry, sorry to sorry to cut you guys loose a little sooner, but I, I'm I'm trying to get everybody in. We got a few more requests. Um, Chris, fan guy, uh, your your Saints, LSU, and Rummel. Uh, I'll say two out of three ain't bad. Uh, unmute <laughs> yourself. What you got? <laughs> um, so I've kind of lost faith in this team injury wise. I feel like they're just getting older and older, and the injuries will not get better uh my dad is kind of like your dad very uh confident that you know he tries to be positive but i told him as as soon as someone you know comes back someone goes off aka adebo tonight or i'm sorry alante taylor tonight and then bradley roby goes off but my biggest thing is so 0708 and then 14 to 16 we were always one game within 500 it, you know they would never get back to 500 but we're always one game with 500 to where we had faith. This feels like the 12 season where, and Ralph alluded to it earlier, where Peyton wasn't there. It was Aaron Cromer and Joe Vitt. It feels like the team's lost. It has no leadership. And this feels a lot more like the 12 season than that 07, 08 or that 14 to 16. And I, I just feel like Chris, I think there's a big difference though. There's a big difference. In 2012, they climbed back from two and five to five and five, and then they got their gut rips out, ripped out by San Francisco, and sort of just piddled out and went seven and nine. I have, and abs- I agree, but I think the difference there is they're not climbing back. We don't have a Drew Brees. They're not climbing. I have absolutely, positively no faith. I look at them; they're they're two and five. I have a hard time believing they're going to go 5 and 5 the rest of the way to get to 7 and 10. That's how I agree. that's how dark it is for me right now, Andrew. Like I don't see them playing a, a 500 stretch for 10 weeks. This team, are you kidding me? Are you kidding yeah. me? Like Yeah, thanks thank you Chris uh, for weighing in. No, and, and I agree. I I think right now resigned and at the point where we go in on Sundays and I'm like man just entertain me for three hours and maybe surprise me and get a win here or there like that, that that's where I'm at at this point um Juco football in Louisiana unmute yourself you got 30 seconds man go quick please all right I'm gonna be short and sweet Dennis Allen equals Josh McDaniels great coordinators bad head coaches if you look at Dennis Allen's record now, Dennis Allen's record is 10 and 33. Josh McDaniels is 12 and 21. When Josh McDaniels was in Denver, Denver was horrible. When DA was in Oakland, Oakland was horrible. Now look at it now to the present. Josh McDaniels Raiders is garbage with uh, Adams and all of them boys. Juco, Juco. Well, well, so something's got to give because they play Juco. Next week, right? When I'm in the dome, October third, loser gets fired out of a cannon. <laughs> Sunday. I love I, your boy. I'm man. going. Who I'm going to that game. I can't. Be, I can't believe I'm going <laughs> to that game. The Raiders. The Raiders are going to. Well, Lattimore <laughs> might be back. 
It might, it might not be, you know, I don't know. It's just, we, we, we just got the same dude. We got the it's, same person. We do. It's true. It's true. Like, same person. Like, yeah, th- thanks, Juco. I mean, Rob, I mean, I think it's a fair question to ask. Like, are, are the Saints just too injured? Like, is that – I mean, yes. I know that earlier in the season, maybe no, but, like, even early in the year, like, first game, Jameis Winston, and then shortly after that, Michael Thomas. Like, are, are we – We've cro- I texted there, is, you is this. Is the reality that they're like so they're just too injured? Andrew, I texted you this. The Adebo injury to me when they announced he was inactive, that was the Saints cross the injury Rubicon. And it doesn't mean that like Adebo was like critical. He was not. But it's like if you have an old car and you're like, my lights don't work. Uh, the, t- the, the, the power steering is bad. You know, the brakes are shot, the brakes are shot, but you're like, you know what? I can still drive it. I can only turn left, but I can still get to work. But then you're running on six cylinders instead of eight and you're fine. But then your transmission literally drops out the bottom of your car. You can't, it's undrivable. And I think the saints like, yes, they have bad coaching, but I don't think there's any coach out there with this team that the Saints currently have, I don't think there's any coach out there that would be better than three and four. Really, I, I'm not sure. Mm. Like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I yeah, don't know about that, hard to say. I mean, look, this team continues to shoot it's, itself in the foot with mm-hmm. turnovers and, and poor tackling. I mean, that that's starting to become a common thread. And I just feel like that's football 101. Like, mm-hmm. to, to me, that's coaching. You can't get a team to stop turning it over and, and, and tackle better. I mean, man, that, that's basic stuff. Uh, Dreadhead, unmute yourself. you got 30 seconds. Please go quickly. Mm-hmm. All right, what's good, y'all? You know, I've been a Saints fan all my life. I'm only 19 right now. I'm young as fuck. And – Look at this. you've been spoiled, man. You I mean this is this is a good time to be a Saints fan and only But I went through years. so many seven and nine seasons. Spoiled is crazy, dude. Dreadhead <laughs> seven and nine is gonna look like paradise. No, especially right now. It feels like we in twenty twenty one part two, and it is just like hell. And I just want to get out of it. I don't know. We can't tackle for shit. The secondary is playing like second graders. I don't know what the hell is happening. <laughs> we need tackling coaches. Like, <laughs> I don't know. These are grown men tackling like they're like five years old. Like, why do they keep going for these niggas' legs? These like, people are smaller than you. Hit these people with, they, with your body. What is wrong with these people? Yeah, like, I mean, I, I will Matthew, say the tackling. Tyron Matthews over here, like, I don't, is he even like trying to play? Like, he just, he just wants to be like, oh, I'm from New Orleans, so I'm on the same Tyron time. Matthew like, is quiet quitting, deadhead. That's what he is doing. It's just sad, and I'm like, I was so hyped. It's sad. I'm like, it's sad. I'm like, I come in the season, like we probably win the Super Bowl. I'm drinking out of a boys are back cup with Tyron Matthew and Jarvis Landry on the cup. I'm drinking bourbon out of the cup. That's how excited we were that he was. Man, I was home. posting every, every time we signed somebody new on the offseason. I was posting it saying, "But y'all fucked up. We about to fuck y'all niggas up." And then we two and five, bro? Two and five. It's this is embarrassing. I have to tell people. It's embarrassing. We, we have a rookie slot cornerback guarding DeAndre Hopkins. 
that speaks volumes, bro. I, how... I just I just think look, even the Falcons win was embarrassing. The Carolina oh, yes. win was oh, embarrassing. Yeah. The the offensive performance against Tampa was embarrassing. The punt we, we by have... Blake Gillikin and and and, ga- and coughing up the game against Cincinnati was embarrassing. And we, then we got, last we got, we got... but not least, this was embarrassing. This team can't tackle. It's it's the worst. Dreadhead, thank you. Appreciate you, you uh, jumping in. Uh, Jacob, you're up. Unmute yourself and go. What's up, guys? All right. I was also watching that Astros game. Let's go, Astros. Uh, <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> man, I'm going to cut you loose pretty quick here if you don't uh, no, 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 no. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. I was also watching the Saints game. <laughs> and the thing is that it's like it's like everyone's there, like everybody's a buddy in that in that system. Like everybody knows Dennis Allen is like an awesome dude. You know, you don't fuck up with Dennis Allen because Dennis Allen is Dennis Allen. You know, but with Sean Payne, like you couldn't really do shit. Like, like he put cheese in your locker and shit like that. Yeah. With Sean Every, Payton. everyone was the enemy. He made no friends. Like exactly, and I, I and I think and I think. Dennis Allen is I don't know. I, I love Dennis Allen as a person too. That's the thing, is that I do I'm also the same victim right now, uh, as the players are, is that I don't disrespect him at the same time as I disrespect him. You know? Yeah. Like here's the thing, and, and Jacob, that's a great point. I'm glad you mentioned that because I'm I want to say something real quick. You know, I, I think too often we care about like football is about winning and losing. When I watch the Saints on Sunday, I want them to win. I don't care if they're good people or bad people. Like, I choose morality in my personal life when I'm raising my children in my sphere of influence. I don't care what Saints players – I mean, obviously, I don't want them, you know, doing, like, criminal activity. You know, that, that would be different. So, I, that's, that, that, that's a camp that, like, Deshaun Watson would be in, right? But, like, I'm saying in general, like, I don't – I don't need my Saints players or coaches to be nice guys. I don't care if they're jerks. I just want to win on Sundays. I want you to entertain me for three hours, and I want you to win the game. And if you don't, I'm going to be annoyed, and then I'm going to go back to my personal life, and that's where I'm going to focus on morality. So, like, I just think, like, these people that want people that are easy to root for and the nice guys, like, I I just want you to remember this. Like, we all like Dennis Allen. We – we all think we he's wanted a good him dude, to do like, so well. We yeah, happy. but like, but like, this is like we're all ready to fire him out of a cannon, and it's the team's two and five after seven games. We're done with him. We all are ready to move on after seven games. So, like, being nice in this league does nothing for you. Yeah. All right, we're gonna go to we're gonna go to Tommy, and then we're gonna go to uh, Julio Dat. And get out of here, Tommy. What you got for us? Uh, I just want to talk about the uh, Chunks of Gardner Johnson trade and how it's <laughs> oh, looking boy. very terrible. Uh, that dude was the heartbeat and the soul of the city and the team, and uh, it's one hundred percent is looking garbage. Well, I they mean, just, the, the, all their corners are. You, you know, you know what's really embarrassing, Tommy. If I'm being honest. Is that I when when, when Chauncey Gardner Johnson was here, I was not as big on him as some other guys. Me, so, for as, instance, as most as most as most Saints fans, and, and the reason why I was not huge on him was that I thought he was a spotty tackler. I would kill <laughs> his tackling right now. I would kill for it. I kill. want his tackling. I want his spotty tackling back on the secondary because it's better than all the other dudes we got. 
And also, I also have another question. Um, you know it's bad when Cesar Ruiz is our best tackle. <laughs> you know, I will say this, Tommy, and Nate, thanks for chiming in, man. I, Cesar Ruiz, like, you know, people are t- – tell. yeah, I think Scott said this earlier. Like, Tom, give me something to root for. Give me something to get excited about. Cesar Ruiz is really that's, good. That, that's, that's one thing. That's one storyline that's kind of lost in what's going on. I do feel like Cesar Ruiz has played well. He's, He's played, played well. really well. He's looking like and, a different. And, and I'll say this yeah. about Chauncey Garner-Johnson. And the, I was thinking about this a couple of days ago, Andrew. Uh, an interview that Mickey Loomis gave with Thomas Dimitrov. Thomas Dimitrov, he, the old Falcons GM. He Man, drives, you really struggle with that last name. I do. Dimitrov. Dimitrov. Yeah. He drives around and he interviews other GMs, former ones and current ones. And he interviewed Loomis. And the thing that Loomis said is he believes in servant leadership. And he believes that he needs to empower the head coach and the head coach needs to be the voice and the face of the franchise. And he said, I don't remember the exact quote, but he said, basically, if the head coach wants it, I'm going to give it to him as long as he's the head coach, right? And he did that with Sean Payton all the time. That's why Sean Payton didn't need titles like Bill O'Brien and all, because Sean Payton got whatever he wanted because Mickey Loomis, within reason, tried to give it to him. That being said, the person who deserves the most crap for CD, I believe, Andrew, is Dennis Allen. Because if we're to believe Mickey Loomis, that he empowers the head coach and servant leadership and does what the coach wants him to do, that tells me... Dennis Allen went to Mickey Loomis and said, get CD off my freaking team. And that's on Dennis Allen. Like Dennis Allen didn't say, we'll try to make it work. We'll do all this. He said, get him off my team. And he got him off the team and look where it's got him. You know, I think Dennis, I think they they give a lot of crap to Mickey Loomis over the CD trade. I think Dennis Allen deserves as much or more. Well, you're, you're really adding fuel to the fire on that. You're really dancing on Dennis Allen's grave right now. Uh, Julio, <laughs> Dad, unmute yourself. Uh, thanks for your patience. What you got? Yeah, I'll make it uh, real quick because my girlfriend's begging me to call her right now. But I got to take care of this business. At what point <laughs> do we got to start pointing fingers at Mickey Loomis, speaking of, for not setting us up right after Breeze? And I'll get three quick examples. You have the Patriots who are set up real well after Brady. You have the Steelers who are real who set up real well after Big Ben. And you mm, can say, "Oh, I'll give you the Patriots. You say, oh, I won't give you the Steelers." Well, I think I don't know about set that up better than us, at least. But you can you can attribute that to Tomlin or Belichick. Well, if but they, my third just... example goes to life after Favre, where they got Rodgers and the Packers. And they had fucking Peter Griffin calling plays off the Diddy's menu with Mike McCarthy. That I, I just don't understand. I will say this, though. There's also, like, uh, everybody else besides Green Bay and San Francisco that went to Montana to Young and went from Favre to Rodgers. There's also everyone else that's the Buffalo who was in the freaking wilderness for 20 years after Jim Kelly, Miami, who's still in the wilderness after Marino. Like it's really hard to replace 
your star quarterback. Like that's the thing with the Saints that was so crushing. Remember Andrew when we when the rumor was that Sean Payton was going to retire. That one was so was so crushing because even after last year, even with the doubts at quarterback, we felt really good about it for like two weeks because we're like, listen, yeah, it's like dude, we got leave, Sean. Leave us with a good QB before you leave. Like you dude left us with Ian Book. <laughs> All right, Cook- who, who we immediately cut. Kooky Duke, you're going to wrap your final it, and then we're going to get out of here. What you got for us? Hey, what's up, fellas? All I got to say is, uh, Ralph, you're right. We're drinking and we're doing drugs. Lots of them. <laughs> this are. is like, though, this is the, this is the abyss. We are in it. We're we are in, it. in it. I'm so happy that I have you guys to live in this abyss with. Uh, for the rest of the season, it's going to be a real fun time just making fun of Dennis Allen and making fun of we're all gonna, the decisions we are, that I'm we've gonna, made and that we've done for the entire season. That, that's a good That's um, a, it's a good it's point. It's going to be fun. It's it, going to be back to being a real I think. Fan. I think we need a It's going to be nice. I think we need a segment each week of, of pointing out a few examples where Dennis Allen was not being Ditka. Oh, that sounds, we fun. Gonna, that sounds really I'm good. Gonna, I'm going to do this. We're going to have an emergency meeting this weekend with Thomas, Dave, Kevin, Mina, and we are going to come up with a segment every week where we just destroy Dennis Allen and yeah. we make fun of I him. I mean, we can we can do that too, or this, or he can just do it to himself every week on Sunday. You know, because yeah, like, just, just he's just going to do that to yeah. himself. It'll just be but, it, it'll just be Dennis Allen. I'm tired of your bullshit, and it'll just be a soundbite <laughs> that he does that annoys us, and we'll just yell at him. <laughs> He definitely needs to be the next intro for the podcast because <laughs> Jesus Christ, like if anything goes to say he's going to be on cameo, Dennis Allen will be on cameo I, I, before I you know think, it. I don't think we can allow him to be our open cook dude because <laughs> if we do, everyone will fall asleep before we start talking. Yeah, God. yeah, exactly. All I wanted to say is I love you guys. I am drinking and doing drugs all weekend. Go, go Pelicans because they look fucking amazing. And apparently, hopefully, LSU can salvage the rest of the season for Juge and I and Ralph's uh, sake. And uh, if uh, the if Tulane keeps winning, I think Dave is probably gonna make myself uh, really sad the rest of the season. So uh, is Tulane? Thanks so much, man. Here's something that's scary: Is Tulane gonna lose less games than the Saints are gonna win? You. Yeah, I mean it's gonna be close. That's I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say they push. Um, but no, I, Ralph, I think you know just to conclude, man, and uh, this has been great. Thank you guys all so much for jumping on. Thank you for weighing in. Appreciate the time. Appreciate the interest. I wish I could have let you guys all talk a little bit more. Yeah. We had a bunch of listeners that wanted to to speak up. So appreciate all of you weighing in and. Uh, Look, it's tar- It's tough. It's this is dark times. We haven't been here in a while. I mean, exactly. we've had the seven and nine years, but this this really feels worse. At least it does right now. It seems like we're headed towards worse than seven and nine. This is going to be one of those seasons. And uh, look, the Saints do have ten days off. A lot of guys are injured. Let's see health wise what they look like on the other side of these ten days, and maybe they can beat the Raiders at home. We can start there. Maybe, dude. You know what? At this point, Michael Andrew, Thomas, Peyton Turner, where are you? You, you, what is a Peyton Turner? Does he, does he even exist, exists. Ralph? At this point, Andrew, I just want the Saints because I'm going to that game. Just get me to the fourth quarter with a chance to win. <laughs> that's it. That's all. I, that's all I want. This team, they are so 
annoying and bad and penalty filled. And Dennis Allen, Dennis Allen, brother, you better throw a chair. You better start using four letter words in the press conference. Like I gotta see some. If you can't win, you better entertain me after the game, and you better entertain me on Monday because you're not doing any of it. And I'm tired of your blah and your your vanilla, your milk toastness. I need hilarity, and if you aren't going to give it to me, I'm going to make fun of you and give it to myself. I so, kind of like that, actually. Co- Coach Milk Toast. Milk like Toast, it. Dennis Allen. Like, yeah. Just, like, that's, just, his new, that's his new nickname. Just, I like like it. Him, and, him and Hackett from Denver are worst hires of the year. I hate everything. So... Guys, thanks for joining us. Please support the show. Go to saintshappyhour.com. Become a patron. I promise you, you need us now more than ever. we got 10 more weeks of this atrocity to watch. We're going to get through it. We're going to have laughs. We're going to drink. It's going to be great. Join us, saintshappyhour.com. Go there. Support the show. For Andrew, I'm Ralph. Uh, We'll see you Monday on the live live stream. Uh, Enjoy your weekend, and uh, go Tigers and go Ellis. And talk. Yeah.